Welcome to the Music Journeys Podcast. I'm Mike Foley. Special edition of the show here today, reflecting on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2021 with Jack Marchbanks. Some of you know him as director of Ohio's Department of Transportation. For WCBE fans, it's as the host of Jazz Sunday. For me, he's the ultimate source of music knowledge, and he's been my tag team partner covering the last three induction ceremonies in Cleveland, 2015, 2018, and again on October 30th for the class of 2021. Here on Music Journeys, we'll recap our favorite moments of the night. We'll have a few actualities, as access for reporters to the ceremony was quite a bit tighter this time around. But we'll share what we have and get you ready for the airing of the entire ceremony coming up on HBO and HBO Max beginning November 20th. Jack Marchbanks, our featured guest on this edition of Music Journeys as we recap the Rock Hall's Class of 2021. Thanks for listening. Going bad, the city's filled with them. One by one, hitting up my sleeve. Hello, it's me. Go down it. Will not be televised. Will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Welcome to WCBE's recap of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Class of 2021. I'm Mike Foley along with Jack Marchbanks, and we consider it such an honor and a privilege to be able to cover these things from time to time, uh, to be there on the 30th in Cleveland for the ceremony. It's a class the Rock Hall considers among the most diverse ever, and it's hard to not agree with that, Jack. Agreed. You have Clarence Avant, one of the Black godfathers of the entertainment industry, Carol King, Gil Scott Heron, you know, an incendiary poet, musician, and the Go-Go's, you know, the, the epitome of California fun. You have all of that. And of course, right now you had the Foo Fighters who could sell out an arena anytime. They're inducted along with Jay-Z who could sell out an arena at any time. In fact, I think he sold out Ohio Stadium. And LL Cool J, who's on television every week. So the currency of this class, in terms of their current popularity with the public, made it a very special class. I wish every listener, every music fan could have the chance to just be in the building. I mean... The energy. Wow. The energy. The, it's, it's something. It is. And, you know, there's always... There's always the debates that come up, who should be in, who shouldn't be in. But the ceremony itself never disappoints. What, what are some things that stood out for you? Well, the, the authenticity, the, actually the profundity of Angela Bassett's comments about Tina Turner comparing herself to Tina as a poor little black girl who no one thought would achieve very much in life. And they went on to prove everybody wrong, the whole world. She will always be a part of me. And um, she occupies such a, a big space in my heart. Her, her resilience, her talent, her gift, her strength, her turning, you know, pain into power and hurt into, you know, just 
triumphing over overall um, what's possible for a woman at any age on any stage she she showed that when when others may have written off and said past prime or right what's new and improved it was like mm-mm there's there's brilliance and there's a story and there's value still yet to be told and uh she made us all wake up and appreciate us yeah and i really thought drew barrymore was hilarious uh imitating the go-go's cover of uh beauty and the beat uh going all the way to tying her head up in a towel and putting on a robe and putting on cold cream right on stage so you can tell she's a good actress (laughs) That was, uh, that was, and it's interesting because she had said she grew up uh, with the Go-Go's and now she has kids. And I think she mentioned watching uh, a couple Go-Go's videos with her kids and it just came around all full circle like that. And and very touching was that photo that she brought with her from California of her uh, at seven years old, Drew Barrymore at seven years old, looking up, gazing up at Belinda Carlisle with this just rapturous look in her eyes like, this is my hero. (laughs) That was really fantastic. (laughs) We did capture some of the Go-Go's performance. Here's how the band sounded. just a, a wonderful event and again big big props to LL Cool J and pulling out all the stops bringing in Eminem and J-Lo oh, baby don't go baby don't go yeah. baby don't go it's such a shame but I'm leaving oh boy Unannounced as a part of his performance. LL Cool J, one of a few artists who did come back to the press room. Tremendous insight he has on music. Well, hip-hop is essential because for me as a kid, you know, growing up, you know, at a time when they took music out of the schools, at a time when um, the world was really changing, the Bronx was like a, a war zone. It changed our lives. You know, me being a kid from Queens, it gave us an opportunity to express ourselves creatively and artistically and uh, really level up. And it gave us a a way to see the world, you know what I'm saying, and a point of view. And it made me, you know, as a young black kid growing up in Queens, it made me feel empowered. You know what I'm saying? It was the first time that I heard kids that looked like me saying something that sounded powerful. Because, to be honest with you, most of the time when I saw them, they were on the news like this, with handcuffs. You know what I mean? So it was like, wow, like they're saying something that I like, and they sound powerful. So... That's why hip-hop is essential. And then we, it, it, it's connected the world, right? So it's not only for the black kids. It's for kids all over the world and all over the globe. It's connected us. You've learned our stories. We've learned your stories. Kids from all over the world have connected. People from all over the world have connected with each other. Um, and that's because of hip-hop. I think it's uh, one of the great forces in, in, in culture and music. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm happy that, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has expanded to include other genres. And I, I, I definitely love representing hip-hop here to the fullest. You know what I mean? We appreciate rock and roll. Like, we're not against rock and roll. Like, we're not anti-rock and roll at all. 
On the contrary, you know what I'm saying? Look at Run DMC. They did Walk This Way. They did Walk This Way because we used to listen to Walk This Way and really cut that. Like, like we love those beats. So the, the guys should know that, you know, we love them. We know they love us. You know, I know Dave Bro has listened to some LL and some Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to pretend. And I've definitely listened to some fool. So, you know, it's all love. You know what I mean? Um, it's all love. It's all love. I know we at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I've been to some country shows. I got to tell you, country music is incredible live. And I don't listen to country music riding in the car. But when I go, but, but when you see country music live, you're like, damn, this is, these guys are really connected. They're talking about relationships. They're telling stories. It's like hip-hop. So what I'm saying is rock is very similar. There's a lot of great writers, a lot of great lyricists, a lot of great artists. So thank you. I just wanted LL Cool J to stick around and chat more. But as you say, Jack, to see and hear live music, just a thrill for all there. That was one thing that we're excited to see it come back in 2021. We're coming out of the pandemic and people were just so excited about being there. Live music, as Paul McCartney pointed out, when you do rock and roll right, it's magic. Yeah, I think for me, uh, Jennifer Hudson's voice, oh which my. I've heard many times, but it still just gave me chills. Right. There's something about hearing somebody's voice in person rather than record it. There's a resonance. There's a, you know, there's a depth to the voice. And Jennifer Hudson is one of the very best vocalists in the world, bar none. I heard her in 2013 uh, do Donna Summer. Uh, she helped induct Donna Summer with Bad Girls. And she helped Carol King out with Natural Woman. You Goosebumps, hairs raised on the back of your neck. Uh, there were grown men tearing up, including some of the inductees when she sang. I mean, I think I started clapping. We started clapping in, <laughs> we the, in did the press backstage. room. <laughs> was, yeah, and that was kind of a jaded, uh, uh, jaded press room. You know, people would come out. They wouldn't even clap. It's Carol King. I said, yeah. "Come on, folks, it's Carol King." But uh, they, they, they did. They did start applauding. They applauded after "Natural Woman" by Jennifer Hudson. You mentioned Carol King, and she stopped by the press room as well following her induction, sharing the difference between being inducted as a songwriter in 1990 and this year as a performer. First of all, I had Jerry Goffin at my side when we were in, we were no longer married, but we you know we were he's he passed away in 2014, um, and I if he hadn't, I bet he. He'd be here tonight cheering me on, just like in the musical Beautiful. You're going all the way. He was, he really was a supporter of me, you know, long after we weren't married anymore. But um, it is different because I have had this career of doing a thing that I never thought I'd do, which is to be a performer. And for me, a lot of the key tonight was the band. Danny, Russ, and Lee, you saw them in the picture. There, we, we got together for this, and we sat down to play at a little rehearsal in the dressing room ye yesterday, two days. I don't even know when it was. And it was like, yeah, we just know what to do. And I, I feel that as a performer, after all the years I've been actually doing it, 
it's just part of the way that I bring the music to people, and it's just another way that I actually do it as a performer, and I understand what an audience comes to see and hear. I know they don't expect perfection, so that's, that's good. Another standout for me is, had to be Lionel Richie. Uh, just the way he came up on the stage, he, he's presenting Clarence, but and not everybody came back to the press room, but Lionel certainly did. Yes. And he had this sort of shuffle. I mean, he's ageless. Lionel. Yeah. yeah. You know, Lionel, you know, I think I look pretty good for my age, but Lionel has me beat. He's older than I am, and he's in great shape. And I heard that he had come in from Las Vegas from doing a show. So or from somewhere, but, you know, energy, personality, uh, props to the man from uh, Tuskegee. And we weren't the only ones admiring Lionel when he came back. Just pictures only, uh, but it didn't stop some of us from just shouting out some things. Here's a few. You want to go down a little bit more? Wait, you are so handsome. Yeah. I just, you are so oh, handsome. Yes, Sign this lady. I got it. I love you. I love watching you. Thank you. I love listening Thank to you. Thanks for all the music, Lionel. Thank you. So this was the 36th annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Generally, it's at Cleveland Public Auditorium. This was at uh, the Arena Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Jack, what do you think about the venue, maybe previous ceremonies that, that you've been to compared to this one? Well, Cleveland's Public Auditorium has such a history. You know, it's just steeped in lore. The Beatles played there, the Rolling Stones but Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is new, it's shiny, and people seem to enjoy it. And they, I think they seem to enjoy that it was almost like an Arena Rock event. And Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the induction ceremony, gives Cleveland an economic bump of about $36 million a year. They've proven it's, there have been six. Uh, and this one makes the sixth one in Cleveland. But this one, they say, earned $51 million. So it's going to be hard to put the genie back in the bottle when it comes to moving the event back to public auditorium in 2023. What a pleasure it's been uh, for me to go with the, the last three in Cleveland, 2015, yeah. 2018, 2021. I like this. Hey, we're partners, we'll, man. We'll have to squeeze another one in maybe. Well, 2022 is in Los Angeles, but it'll be back in Cleveland in 2023. And the good news is it used to be Cleveland, New York, L.A., Cleveland, New York, L.A. Now it's Cleveland, L.A., Cleveland, New York, Cleveland, L.A. So it's every other year. So it'll be back in Cleveland in 2023. And good Lord willing, you and I will be there again, Mike. That would be fantastic. I do want to ask you, since you've been to quite a few of these, I wonder if you could reflect on the very first ceremony you attended. Oh, my goodness. It'll be with me my entire life. Uh, I was able to uh, convince uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame folks, not because I was from little WCBE in Columbus, Ohio, but because I knew some people who uh, managed the OJs when the OJs were being inducted in 2005. So I traveled on my own dime with my wife to the Waldorf Astoria in 2005 to cover the OJs, the Pretenders, U2, and Buddy Guy all being inducted. And talk about a backstage uh Soiree. They had food catered by Waldorf Astoria for the press room. People ate so much they got sleepy. <laughs> so, but it was fantastic. Chrissy Hine came back. I got to ask her a question. Got to ask uh, the OJs several questions. So that was my very first, and it will always be a highlight. 
for me, it's 2015. Well, I and, know why. Um, <laughs> my well, for- my. Always runs into Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney's going to probably put send his security down here because <laughs> you seem true. to be stalking him. I have some sort of McCartney radar, Macca. Um, but so 2015, you know, we get there. You have to get arrive a few hours ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, and you, we you finally have, get in there. Yeah. First person I see in 2015 is Joan Jett. Yeah. She's warming up for. I mean, she kicked off that yeah. that ceremony. I just looked and I thought, this is going to be quite a night. Uh, Now, the next person I saw was Dave Grohl. Yeah. A huge fan. And I just froze. I completely. He he was just just hanging out. I just kind of. Yeah. Well, he was. (laughs) He was also warming up with Joan Jett because he was playing guitar on one of the songs. He was playing. Yeah. The ceremony. Uh, Bad Reputation. Bad Reputation. Yeah, he played Bad Reputation with Joan. Jamming with Joan Jett. Yeah. Uh, Fast forward to the 30th. I'm kind of meandering down the hall at the end of the night. I see Dave Grohl walking. I did not freeze. I said, Dave, thanks for all the music. He turned around and said thanks. And yeah. so I, I'm proud to say I didn't freeze up. I was able to, to I'm, I'm proud, express my gratitude. I'm proud of your growth as a journalist, Mike. <laughs> and then, of course, being able to meet Paul McCartney briefly at the end of the night back in 2015 Never forget it. And then a video came out by his people. Uh, here's a little snippet of that. Thanks for the music, Paul. Thanks for all the great music. Thanks, Paul. Cheers. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. So a little trivia for you. If you hear someone shout out, thanks for the music, it could be me. <laughs> um, you want to do the Todd? <laughs> Well, okay, so, yeah, let's do something. This, okay. this, is a, this is a little off, but I love Todd Rundgren's music. I've, I've actually run into Todd. I did a version of you. I was in Atlanta back in the late 80s, and I was at this tech conference, and Todd has always been in te- uh, tech. No one knew who he was. He was walking around the different booths uh, in regards to uh, computer graphics. He's into that. And I said, Mr. Rundgren, he just looked at me. I said, love your entire catalog, love your music, love everything you do. He looked at me really funny. He said, well, thanks, man. <laughs> he kept going. <laughs> but uh, Todd was inducted this year. And I have lots of friends who are Todd fans, such as me. I had a woman in front of me from New York who said, if Todd comes backstage, it's going to make my night. I've already seen Carol King. If Todd comes backstage, it's going to make my night. I said, I don't think Todd is here. And uh, lo and behold, at the end of Patti Smith's induction, they played a clip of Todd Rundgren, I think, at uh, Berkeley School of Music receiving an honorary degree and he pointed out I've never you know won a Grammy and I've never been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and if inducted I will not you know he said I, I guess he quoted Lyndon Johnson he said if nominated I will not accept if elected I will not serve so what he did do was cut down that really kept us on schedule <laughs> that because did he, shorten he, the night yeah he, he cut 20 minutes out of the night now his, I think he was quoted as saying earlier in the week as saying the Hall of Fames are for athletes yeah. who can't play anymore, not for musicians who still are touring every day. I mean, he has a that, point that, there. That is a point. I think the very night of the Rock and Roll uh, 2021 uh, class induction, he was playing in Cincinnati. Sure, he sure. was playing in Cincinnati. And one of the reasons, as I mentioned at the outset, that this 
class is up there is because the artists are still viable. Jay-Z, the Foo Fighters blasted anybody. The Go-Go's could actually go out and sell out. So he has a point. He has a point. But he did keep us on schedule with that sort of like finger to everybody. (laughs) I think the rebuttal I would have to that is... Uh, and I get it. Musicians don't want to look back when they're still doing it. Yeah. But a, a ceremony like this, yeah. And we saw it when Paul presented the Foo Fighters. It just—it's an appreciation. It, it, it forces you to kind of reflect and look back. Yeah. And the well, the listener loves that. Right. I, I think both Paul and Dave said, you know, they're not people who reminisce, but. What people want to celebrate are all those moments they heard that music, those moments that stay with you forever, and there are lots of them. So I I don't think it's trying to put a, a musician in a museum. I what, It's an appreciation. It's an appreciation, and of course, Todd Rundgren is still fantastic. The Foo Fighters are still fantastic. LL Cool J proved that he still can burn with the best of them, but... It's not dissing the musician to do that. So I, I, I respectfully disagree with Todd. <laughs> well, and the things that, uh, you know, the museum, the Rock Hall, Greg Harris, they're oh, yeah. doing, it, the, it is not a museum anymore. No, it, it is it's a part of the community. It's hands-on. And they are doing so many things in impoverished and low-income communities around Cleveland. They're introducing uh, kids to rock and roll and rock and roll is defined as writ large it's not just you know hammering guitars and drums as ll cool j pointed out and jay-z it's all you know rock and roll is all music you know just go back to my jazz roots there's only two kinds of music mike good music and the other kind (laughs) and we heard good music on the 30th we certainly did it was a tremendous experience And I would be remiss, Mike, if I didn't point out uh, that the Ohio News Channel is on the state of Ohio on ideastream.org, my my interview with Karen Kassler. We'll definitely put a link to that interview and some of the photos Jack and I took at the ceremony at wcbe.org. Just look for this episode of Music Journeys in WCBE's podcast experience. Again, find it at wcbe.org. A reminder, the full ceremony begins its run on HBO and HBO Max November 20th. Yes, indeed. Well, thanks, Mike. <laughs> Mike and I just stepped in front of the microphones. You know, this was not preconceived at all. It, it's kind of rough, but it's authentic. Authentic, indeed. And one more thing for public radio station volunteers and staff around the country. I've been in public radio for more than 20 years It's not something you do for attention, and it's certainly not something you get into for money. You do it because you want to be part of meaningful work, shedding light on important issues of the day, exposing listeners to a variety of music, voices, topics, all in a thoughtful, comprehensive, and genuine way. Inform, entertain, inspire. I think you'll find those traits reflected in WCBE's lineup of shows in the podcast experience. But it's wonderful to hear from listeners that a story or a podcast or a song connected with them in some way. Paul McCartney's name came up a few times on this show, and it made me reflect on how good it felt to hear him say this earlier this month to Terry Gross on Fresh Air as their chat ended. I thank you so much for 
being on our show today. Just thank you immensely. <laughs> well, listen, Terry, I mean, I listen to your show. I listen to NPR all the time. I'm not just blowing smoke here. So I do. So I want to thank actually everyone connected with, the, with all these uh, public radio stations because they're great. They really, you know, and you particularly, thanks for doing this and uh, sending my love. Oh, right back at you. Thank you so much and be well. Thanks to Terry Gross and Public Radio. Thanks to Paul McCartney. Thanks to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for access to the ceremony and that wonderful sound montage you heard at the beginning of the show. Thanks to you for listening and to all the musicians enriching our lives with their creativity. Thanks for all the music. For Jack Marchbanks, I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey. (laughs) 